0: yes no cane this morning (laughs) Uh, don't expect me to run up and down I mean you never know But appreciate all your prayers and uh, your support I've been overwhelmed with uh, all of your love uh, during this time I'm so grateful for Logos blessings to all of you I believe I have a, a word uh, to share with you today uh, in light of my announcement on Wednesday. I won't get into that till later. But if you brought your Bibles, you know, I'm going to keep saying that, you know, not your phones. I'll keep saying that no matter how long. I mean, your Bibles, and you'll find yourselves in Luke chapter 5 this morning. The word I'm going to share with you, I believe, uh, is not only a word of encouragement, A word of hope in the hour in which we live in, the hour where we are at Logos. But I also believe it's a prophetic word for what I I know in my heart that God's going to do in this church. And my text is found in Luke 5 verses 1 to 8. And let's begin together. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear... The word of God. He stood by the lake of Gezenaret, or Galilee. And saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. And were washing their nets. Please underscore washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships. Which was Simon's. And prayed him. That he would thrust out a little. From the land. And he sat down and talked the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, notice the word please, Master, very important. I'll tell you why a little bit later. Master We have toiled all night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, notice the word, nevertheless. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and their nets break, or about to break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they would come and help them, and they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and saying, "Depart from me, for I am a man, a sinful man." O Lord, O Lord. Notice the word, O Lord. Very important, and I'm going to tell you why a little bit later. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, I pray that this word would go deep, deep into our hearts. That this word would not just be another sermon, another word of exhortation, but this would be a Rima word a word for this hour, a word, a revelatory word that would give life to this congregation, life to our hearts, and that you would draw us to your presence, I pray, Father, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. As I mentioned earlier, I have a word I believe that's not only encouraging but also prophetic, and so I'd like you to stay with me right to the very end. And as we look in our text this morning, we can't help but notice that Jesus is just a few yards away from the shoreline of the Galilee. Takes Peter's boat, and he uses it as a pulpit, if you will. And he begins to preach. He's looking at the people. And Jesus begins to deliver a message To the people first. And when he finishes preaching. He looks directly at Peter. And he gives Peter a word. That's going to change his life forever. He gives Peter a challenge. That is going to revolutionize his life. And cause him. Ultimately becoming. One of the greatest apostles of all time. Now what's amazing about. This particular sermon that Jesus preached before he looked at Peter is that Luke who's a doctor Luke who's a physician doesn't tell us what Jesus preached to the congregation he doesn't tell us what Jesus said to the people we know what he said to, to Peter but we don't know what Jesus said to the people which is highly unusual must remember Luke being a doctor, a doctor, a physician, he's precise, he's detailed. He gives the facts. He wouldn't leave out such details, would he? He doesn't give us any idea of what Jesus preached. How can this be? Well, brothers and sisters, my friends, Luke doesn't tell us what jesus said but he tells us what he did because what he said is in what he did and so jesus says all right peter i appreciate your boat i'm glad you loaned me your boat i'm glad you gave me your boat for now but i'm going to ask you to do something that is possibly the greatest challenge you've ever experienced up to this point in I'm going to ask you to do something, Peter, that won't make sense. I'm going to ask you to do something, Peter, that's going to challenge every fiber of your being. I'm going to ask you, Peter, to launch out into the deep. I'm going to ask you to go back fishing. I know you're washing your nets, I know you're finished, but I'm going to ask you to launch out to the deep, and Peter... Peter is aghast. He's, now wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't mind you taking my boat. I don't mind you using my boat for your pulpit. That's fine, Jesus. But I, I don't know who you think you might be. But uh, I'm a fisherman, Jesus. I, I, I heard you're a carpenter. I heard maybe you, you work with your hands. I, uh, uh, you might know about wood and carving. But you see, I'm a fisherman. I'm a seasoned fisherman. I know these waters better than anybody and you're coming here to tell me to go back fishing when I know there's no fish? What do you mean? Jesus, look, I'm, I'm, I'm washing my nets, I, I, I'm done, I, I'm cleaning my nets, it's over. I'm not going to do this. It's, it's worked all night. I, I, I might decide to go back fishing tomorrow. In fact, I got to go back fishing tomorrow because I, I'm a fisherman, and if I don't catch fish, I don't eat. So I got to go back tomorrow. But tonight, 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 I, I, I'm done. It's, I've worked. I've worked all evening. I'm tired. It's a fait accompli, It's done. I'm finished. Nothing's working. I've been toiling. I've been toiling. And quite frankly, I'm tired. Have you ever fished all night, Jesus, and caught nothing? Have you ever fished all night? Expecting to catch some fish so you can support your family so you can eat, but you caught nothing? All night, all night, I'm tired. I'm washing my nets. Hmm. But I see something here, brothers and sisters. I can hear some of you saying, well, Some of you on Facebook perhaps, some of you on YouTube, and maybe some of you here in this church. I can hear some of you saying, well, I'm tired, I'm getting out of this marriage. I've toiled, I've worked hard on it, but it's not going anywhere. I can hear some of you saying, I'm giving up my job, I'm quitting. My boss is getting the best of me, I can hear some of you saying, my kids are driving me crazy, I I can't take it anymore, I'm quitting, I'm quitting, I'm I'm quitting my school, what good is it anyway, I don't really need some of these courses, I'm giving up, I'm I'm quitting, I'm quitting, I'm tired, my job I'm throwing in the towel, yes I'm washing my nets. Now, I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but I believe God is saying, it's not over yet, my friend. Stop washing your nets. God is about to do something new. God is about to do something fresh. I believe we come into a new dispensation, if I can use that term, a new day, a new season here at Logos. And I'll explain that a little bit later. Logos, Logos, there's something fresh about to happen. And I believe that God is about to do something powerful, that's not based on denominations, that's not based on personalities, that's not based on strategy, that's not based on technique, that's not based on what man might perceive as important, it's going to be based on strictly what God can do, and you, somehow you've got to stop washing your nets, that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to stop washing your... He wants you to get out of the game. He wants you to stop. He wants you to stay in your discouragement. He wants you to stay and wallow in your pain. But God is still at work. He's, and, and 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 I know that some of you may not think that. I know that some of you might say... "Well, this, How can we continue? What, what are we going to do? I'm tired. It's been too difficult at work. You know how many hours I put at work? I haven't got a raise in 20 years. I'm tired. My friends, Peter didn't see it. But God was doing something that he couldn't see. Something subterranean. How many times have you heard me say in this pulpit that God is an ambidextrous God? Yeah, he works powerfully with his right hand that you can see visibly. But it's with his left hand that he does his best work when you can't see it underneath. You can't see what God's doing. Peter said there's no fish, but he didn't see what was about to happen. And it was a great thing that there was no fish. And because there was no fish, Peter is going to see one of the greatest miracles in his whole life. Because God is an ambidextrous God who works just as powerfully with his invisible left hand as he does with his right hand. God isn't finished yet. Now I want you to see this. Not only did Jesus want Peter to go back fishing, But he wants them to go deeper. He wants them to launch out. And this is his word. And I believe this is the word for Logos. Logos, it's time for you to launch out like never before. The Bible tells us in Psalm 42 that deep is calling unto deep. I believe God is calling Logos to go deeper, as deep as you've ever gone before, even deeper. Now watch this. Now watch this. Peter. Peter said in verse 5, I told you to notice, he said master. The Greek word for master, very interesting word. Master can also be translated captain, or can also be translated one in authority. You see, brothers and sisters, Peter didn't recognize who Jesus was. Very important. He didn't recognize who Jesus was. He calls him Not Kyrios, which is Lord, but Master. Captain, uh, one in authority, teacher, Master, calls him Master. He says, We've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. We've caught nothing. I've been out all night. I've been fishing all night. And I've caught nothing. I'm I'm tired of dealing with this child. I'm going to wash my nets. I'm tired of dealing with my addictions. This addiction that I just can't seem to shake. Can't seem to get rid of it. This addiction that plagues me day and night. It seems I get victory one day. I'm taking five, six steps and all of a sudden I take seven, eight steps back. It just comes against me. I, I seem to have the victory, but then all of a sudden it seems to get the best of me. I can't seem to shake it. I, I, I've tried and I've tried and I just keep going back. can't seem to get victory. God is saying, you gotta go deeper. There's just something in the deep that you can never get in the shallows. There's just something about the deep. And we see Jesus speaking on this with different language on many different occasions. We have the persistent widow in Luke 18.1 where she comes across A horrible judge. A godless judge. Wanted nothing to do with her. But she kept calling out. She kept crying out. She kept calling out. She kept crying out. And eventually this godless judge gave her the desires of her heart. And Jesus uses this story as an illustration. That men ought to always fish and not to give up. Men are to always pray and to never give up. Jesus is talking to us about persistence. He's talking to us about going deeper. And we see another story of a woman who went deeper. The Syrophoenician Canaanite woman who had a daughter that was possessed by a devil. And in Matthew 15, she, hear, she hears about Jesus and she's on this journey for to see Jesus so that he can heal her daughter. And she comes across all kinds of obstacles. The first obstacle were the disciples who didn't want her to even Speak to Jesus. Sometimes the disciples can hinder us from getting close to Jesus. And 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 but she didn't stop. I know there was no fish, but she kept fishing. I know that I know she toiled all night, but she kept fishing. And then she eventually meets Jesus, but then but then it it seemed to get worse. And Jesus, I didn't come for people like you. What I came for my people. I, I didn't come for the for the Gentiles, and and and, and that could have discouraged her. Uh, Jesus even mentioned the name dog which refers to Gentiles and that could have offended her and she came across all kinds of obstacles Uh, there was no fishing at three o'clock in the afternoon, no fishing at six o'clock there's no fishing at nine o'clock one obstacle after another, no fish anywhere And and then she could have been offended and if she was offended she would have turned back and she would have missed her miracle but she kept fishing Peter, I know there's no fish, but I want you to go deeper. I want you to go deeper. Logos, it's time to go deeper, now more than ever. For the Bible says, do not be weary in well-doing. I know there's no fish. I know there seems to be no fish. Do not be weary in well-doing. I know you've struggled, mom, with your child. I I know you've had a tough marriage, but. Paul says, do not be weary in well doing, for in due season you will reap a harvest if you continue to fish, if you faint not. If you faint not, this is his promise. You see, Peter could have been saying, "Jesus, I don't mind you using my boat. It's easy for God to to want to use your boat. I mean, that's no, that's no sacrifice to in my boat. But then when he implies that you have to personally get involved and do something that's beyond logic. When he personally asks you to do something that doesn't make sense. When he asks you to do something that everything inside of you, every fiber, every, everything within you is saying this is impossible. This can never happen. When he asks you to do something that is beyond logic and human reason. Well, that's another story, isn't it? That's another story. to go deeper for what? what do you want me to go deeper for Jesus? I don't don't mind going deeper when things are going well, okay I've caught some fish Maybe there's more fish out there. I don't mind going deeper to get more fish, but I surely don't want to go deeper when things are not working out what's the point? I've already invested my time I've toiled all night Jesus don't you understand I'm washing my net it's over I've had it it's over it's over and now, sir, now master, now uh, captain, now, now teacher, you're asking me to go deeper. It just doesn't make sense. We heard a great message last week about the eunuch, the eunuch and Philip. Philip's in the midst of revival in Samaria. Philip is an evangelist. This was, he's swimming in water. He's like a fish in water. God is using him powerfully. Souls are getting saved. People are getting healed. Lives are being touched. And all of a sudden, God speaks to him, tells him, Peter, uh, uh, Philip, I want you to go somewhere the very opposite. I want you to go to a desert and you're going to meet one person in the midst of a desert in the midst from, from a river to a desert from revival to a famine for one man to talk to one man and Philip wasn't even given the details he just he just went just doesn't makes it you know one of the greatest stories in the Bible that most people never even heard of. I'm gonna share a text out of the book of Judges, and somebody say, That's in the Bible? Well, it is. And if you brought your Bibles with you and turn to Judges 14, I'm gonna share something that doesn't make sense, and people are still grappling with this. Look what the Bible says in Judges chapter 14, verse 1. And Samson went to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of what? The Philistines. Stay with me, we're going deeper. Watch this now. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I've seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore, get here for me to be my wife. What? what? What did you say, Samson? You want to marry a Philistine woman? Okay, let's see what the parents said. Verse 3. Then, then his father and his mother, they said unto him, Is there never a, a woman among the daughters of thy brethren? Or among my people, the Hebrews? That thou goest take a wife of these uncircumcised, godless, gentile, ph- well, Samson, you know that God has forbidden us to marry, to marry uh, 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 heathens and Gentiles. Why would you want to do that, Samson? This is not God's will for you. Ah, yes, I know, but, but, but watch this. And, and Samson said to his father, get her for me, for she pleases me. Well, Samson was a man of flesh. You know, he was Godless. We know that he was charismatic, but he was carnal. Don't confuse spirituality with charisma. Oh, we can go far on that one. We can go very far on that one. She pleases me. That's the gospel for today. The gospel that's popular today is the gospel that pleases the Samson's in us. The fleshly desires. The making God some Santa Claus that will bless you at all times. Making God some cosmic bellhop that, that beckons to every command you wish and ask for. A gospel that blesses you And doesn't ask you to do anything. A gospel that accepts you the way you are, it sounds good because that's true, but doesn't ask you to do anything, doesn't ask you to sacrifice anything, give up anything, surrender everything, repent on anything. This is the gospel of the flesh. A Samsonite gospel. So she pleases me, Samson says, and look what, mom, look look what happens, verse 4, but his father and mother knew not, what? That it was a, what? Of the Lord? That he sought an occasion against the Philistines, for that at that time the Philistines had dominion over, it was of the Lord because God was going to use this union so that Samson ...would be able to get inside the Philistine territory. Now, Pastor, now hold on a second here, man. This this doesn't make sense. Exactly right. Brothers and sisters, there are times that God will do something... ...that you might think it's impossible because it doesn't make sense. It might even appear to be against his word. And we stumble. And the religious really have a hard time with this one. What Jesus is asking Peter to do is very similar to this. For Peter, it was something that there's no way. He had more experience as a fisherman than anyone there. little bit of study on Peter, he was very much and, and was actually, you know, among the top fishermen, that was his lifestyle he was a very good fisherman and how many times have you heard me say over this pulpit that many times, God will offend your mind to reveal your heart, will you obey him when things don't make sense will you obey him when things don't make sense Philip obeyed the Lord when it didn't make sense. All great men and women of God will get to a point where they're going to have to obey God not when things are clear, it's easy to obey God when things are clear. It's easy to obey God when there's no sacrifice. It's easy to obey God when there's no tension or there's there's no ramifications or it's easy. But 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 when things just don't make sense and You see, friends, what God has for you, listen, Logos, what God has for you requires that you go into the deep. And in order for us to go into the deep, we must get out of that comfort zone. Being in the comfort zone is the greatest enemy of the church. You see that's why God told Abraham Abraham I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to do something when the Bible tells us in Genesis 22-1 that God intensely tried Abraham we see that God does that with all his men and women that he's called he tries them he wants to do something and he tells Abraham something that was beyond logic he asked him to sacrifice his own son that was something that they do with heathen gods, heathen gods demanded you'd sacrifice your child to whatever God Baal there is. Hey, God, but, but, but God, why would you ask me to, my, my son, my only son, but that's what they do over there in the Canaanite religion, God. But well, why would you ask me to do something like that? Why? Why? You told me I'm going to have a son. Waited twenty-five long years of ridicule and pain, and I've made mistakes and trusting you, and I had problems. I even met Hagar and had a son I shouldn't have had. It looked, and now, and now you're telling me you want me to sacrifice me? Yeah, I. I know I'm offending your mind, Abraham, but. I want to see your heart. Are you going to obey me despite your logic? Are you going to, here's two T's for you. Are you going to trust me when you can't trace me? Are you going to trust me when you can't trace me? Now, here it is. Here's where I want to take you all. It's found in Psalm 107. Something so powerful, something so amazing. Psalm 107. This is one of the greatest scriptures in light of what I'm preaching this morning. Look what it says in Psalm 107. Are you ready for this? And let... Watch this now. And let them that sacrifice, the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare the works with rejoicing. Stay with me. Verse 20. Watch this. They... Not, not, not your, now remember you're in the mode of sacrifice you're in the mode of sacrifice they that go down to the, de- to the sea in ships that do business in waters, so you hold on, so you're, 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 you're a fisher maybe you're a fishing boat I don't know exactly what business in waters, many would say fishing, let's keep going let's keep going these, watch this now, see the works of the Lord and His wonders where? In the deep. It's in the deep where you see His wonders. The sacrifice and you're going to go deeper. In the deep, the great waters, not the shallows, not the shallows, not the shallows, the shallows are safe, when I'm going the waters, and I can touch the ground, I'm safe, they're shallows, I got no problem in the shallows, it's safe, I'm secure, it doesn't say, it says the deep, you see friends, there are only minnows in the shallows, see, my wife and I, we, we love to, to get away every so often, and we, we love, we love the beach. We love water. Love, what's actually, it's my, I love water a lot. <laughs> uh, I've always, my father, we, you know, he always took me uh, to lakes and, and oceans. And so I have a, this affinity towards water. And, you know, we're walking. And I didn't tell you this, you know this. And so we're walking together. And inevitably, what do we end up doing? We end up watching. We end up looking for what? Fish, Fish little minnows. They're always, in the sh- they're always on the shoreline, and, and we were in Jamaica or whether we were in Canada, whatever it is. there's always minnows. Minnows, where in the shallows. I min- everywhere you see minnows. only minnows in the shallows. Not much. You see, some of you have been fishing in the shallows. <laughs> And God is saying, if you're going to get what I have for you, you have to get it in the deep. It's a little bit deeper. You see, certain things don't have to be in place all the time. There's people that are always so, so calculated. They always got to be prepared. I'm not prepared for this. Really? so so you're not prepared so they got to cross every t and and dot every i because they're preparing they're so calculated they're so logical they're so lo- they, man, they they got everything assessed everything figured out they got everything prepared they know what they're going to say they know we're gonna, everything prepared everything's prepared it's it's logical it makes sense yeah 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 the way you think they have to be in place i got to prepare for it i got to prepare for it always playing it safe always playing it safe Prepared for it. My friends, there will never be a revival. There will never be a renewal in the shallows. You will never have a renewal in the safe place. You'll never have a renewal or revival as long as you're touching the ground. When you're touching the ground, there's no desperation, is there? When you're in a safe place, there's no need to go into the deep. When you're in the shallows, you're comfortable. But in the deep, a lot of water there, It's you better know how to swim or you're in trouble. The deep, the deep is a precarious place, it's, it, it, it even brings fear to a lot of people, the deep. I, I, I The deep—that—that—that's beyond my my control. You see, and there it is. We don't like anything beyond our control. We we want to be in control, so we got to be prepared. We got to be prepared lest lest we're 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 taken off 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 track somehow. I I I don't want that. I got to be. I got to have everything make sense to me. If it doesn't make sense to me, then. Then, 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 then I, I, I'm not sure I can handle it. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. And so it's time. I believe, brothers and sisters, it's time. It's time. It's time for Logos. It's time. Here we are. The year 2023. 20. It's time to throw everything you've got into it. To launch out and go forward. I've got to step out. I got to stop playing in the shallows. I got to stop fishing in the shallows. You see, some of you have been fishing in two feet of water much too long. You see. Peter, that's why you haven't caught anything. That's why Jesus said, The kingdom of God suffereth violet, and what and the violet, what taketh it by? And that's always in the deep, it's never in the shallows. Taking it by force is always in the deep, it's never in the shallows. It's gonna cost you something. It's good going to stretch you, it's going to, it's going to cause you to do something that will enable you to trust him when you can't trace him. The kingdom of God suffereth violent, and the violent taketh it by force, this means that gotta tear off roof, doesn't it? This means, as we read in Matthew, in Mark, where that man could not walk on a mat, a paraplegic, he he couldn't walk and his friends wanted to take him to Jesus. They wanted to take him to Jesus. And what happened? They faced an obstacle. There were too many people in the house they couldn't get through there's no fish Jesus, I've been fishing all night, I've been fishing all night, there's no fish Jesus, I've been fishing all night, there's no fish, I know what I'm talking about, I'm a fisherman so if you're telling me to go extra mile, to go throw, it doesn't make sense, I've been fishing all night, here is a man a parable, four good friends, they want to see Jesus, they finally come to him after a long walk a long journey, and what they they do, they encounter no fish. They encounter an obstacle. There's too many people, so what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to turn back? Maybe maybe it wasn't the right time. Maybe this isn't God's will for me. Maybe maybe this isn't God's will for us to have revival. Maybe it's not God's will for me to get a blood. Maybe maybe because there's too many people, this is God's word for me that I got to turn back. I got to turn back. There's no fish. I'm going to wash my nets. No, 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 no. in that moment of obscurity, in that moment of crisis, in that moment where there seemed to be no fish, somebody said, no, 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 let's go deeper. Let's go deeper! Let's get on that roof and somehow pull up this man who can't walk, tear off that roof And Lower him so Jesus can see him Let's Let's go deeper. I Know it doesn't make sense. What might cost me a lot of money to repair the roof They might think I'm nuts. They might think I'm crazy. This doesn't make sense to anybody Why would I do something there's no way God? Would want me to do something like that He offends the mind to reveal the heart. Let me ask you, friend, how much deeper will you go? Would you have been one of them that would have said, okay, I'm going to turn back now, there's too many people. What would you have done if you were one of those friends? Now you think about that, friend. I believe it's time for us to go deeper I had a friend of mine years ago I spoke with him one I respect immensely and he said to me he said you know Dino I have one regret in my life true story I said one regret in my life this man is an incredible man of God I honor him and respect him and I never even I didn't even know this he said to me I regret that I didn't take more risks in my life I regret that I didn't go further, that I didn't go deeper, I was fearful, I was too careful, I was too apprehensive, I was too much in control, in control, calculated. I regret that. I regret that, he said. Mediocrity gives birth to self control Mediocrity gives birth To a safety minded mindset mediocrity says can't go deeper mediocrity says I'm satisfied with this mediocrity says what will people think mediocrity says it's okay I've done all right up to this point it doesn't matter mediocrity will never bring you to the next level mediocrity will never bring you into revival You see, if you are always playing it safe, all you will ever catch, Logos, are minnows. That's all you will ever catch, minnows. God hasn't called Logos to catch minnows. And I thank God we're growing again. I'll be honest with you. When COVID hit, and we, we suffered immensely. I said, like, Lord, I, are we ever going to see again? And I believe we are. In fact, I believe we're going to see even greater. Minnows! You'll never make a difference with indifference. How many times have you heard me say that? Listen, no one physically or spiritually has ever achieved anything great with mediocrity. Can I say that again? Nobody in the physical realm or the spiritual realm has ever achieved anything great with mediocrity. It always came from somebody who's willing to go to the deep. Always! I wish I had some time to expand on that. When I say always, I mean always. And I believe God is saying, what I have for you, Logos, is in the deep. And you need to launch out. Keep doing what you've been doing. Keep praying. Keep seeking God. Keep focusing on God. We've been doing this from day one. Praying and seeking. Praying and seeking. Crying out. Yeah, Hasn't always been easy. Hasn't always been easy. But you can't stop now. Can't be a God chaser and a man pleaser at the same time. Keep chasing God. Keep going forward. Keep going deeper. You see, God will... Watch this now. You might even want to write this down. But God will bless you at the level of your investment. I want to say that again. God will bless you at the level of your investment. Did not... Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Lipsa and pina. Lipsa means to thirst. Pina means to hunger. And it's all written in the present participle. Keep thirsting. Keep hungering. You see, friends, when I tell you, or when the Bible says to go into the deep, this is what Jesus said. When he says... Blessed are those who are hungry. You see, it's your hunger that will propel you into the deep. It's your thirst that will propel you into the deep. No thirst, no deep. No hunger, no deep. That's why the devil is after your hunger. Because if he can stop your hunger, he's got you exactly where you're at. Every backsliding person, every backslider always starts when there's no hunger. The lack of hunger gives birth to backsliding. Blessed are thee. Not blessed are those who got a big house or a nice car. Or, Blessed are those who hunger after God. Deep, calling unto deep. Now, now watch this, now watch this, this is important. Now, I mentioned this to you before. At this time, Peter didn't recognize Jesus when he called him captain, when he called him master. We know that. It was only in verse 8, after the miracle of the the myriad of fish that were caught, when Peter saw the miracle of all these fish, he fell down on his knees saying, depart from me, I am a sinful man. Now we get Kyrios. We have a transfer. We have a change from a captain to a Lord, to a God. Kyrios means Lord God. How did we get that transition? Because Peter decided to obey the voice of God when it didn't make sense and when he obeyed the voice of God he experienced a miracle that changed his heart and his view of Jesus from a captain to a to Lord you see friends despite every reality that Peter understood verse 5 he still obeyed, he still obeyed Jesus, what did the Bible say? Nevertheless at thy word. Verse 5. Nevertheless Jesus at thy word. At thy word. Verse 5. I'm going to obey you. It doesn't make sense. I've been fishing all night. But nevertheless. 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 I, that changed everything. His obedience. If ye be willing and obedient ye shall eat the good of the land. Isaiah 119. Isaiah 48. 40, 18. Isaiah 48. What a powerful verse this is Isaiah 48 says Oh, that thou hearken, which can also mean to obey. The word hearken means to obey. My commandments then had thy peace been as a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. If you obey my commandments, oh my gosh, not only you'll have peace, an abundance of peace, like a mighty river, your righteousness will go forth like a wave in the ocean, powerful, majestic. Something will be seen in you. But you see it comes it comes through obedience, it comes through obedience, it comes through obeying God and trusting God when things don't make sense. Why do you think Jesus said in John fourteen twenty one, if you love me, if you love me, you what? You will obey me. Obey and do my commandments. And what is the result? What is the fruit of doing the commandments, John 14, 21? The fruit is that I will manifest myself to you. I will reveal to you in the deep. In the deep you will see me. I will reveal myself to you because you've obeyed me. Peter obeyed despite reason. He's a seasoned fisherman, but he... he went against logic. You see, at times, reason can be your enemy. Logic can be your foe. That's why Paul teaches us that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. And Logos, you're going to have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. You're going to have to learn to walk by faith. To trust them when you can't trace them. Not all of you, some of you. going to have to learn to go fishing when there's no fish. You're going to have to learn to trust God when you can't trace God. Now watch this. When Peter launched out When he went into the deep, something powerful happened to him. Something happened to those nets. They were about to break. They didn't break. They were about to break. My friend, I believe God is going to give you something that won't make sense. God is going to allow something to happen that in your mind you would never see coming everything in your experience. It's saying it doesn't work like that. How is this going to work? You see, Jesus challenged Peter to do something that in his circumstances he didn't want to do or couldn't do. Circumstances. The circumstances presented that it would be Ridiculous to go fishing when I fished all night. Circumstances told Peter, there's no fish, it's impossible. It's always about the circumstances. It's the circumstances that will dictate to us whether we should or shouldn't. And so when the circumstances appeal to be a positive, appeal to be Good, then 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 we will venture in. But but if the circumstances are not appealing, if the circumstances are grave, then 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 we don't want to launch out. But my friend, this is how God gets all the glory. When the circumstances are grim and there's no fish, and all of a sudden the nets are filled. That's how God gets the glory. You see, it's going to be based not on your experience, it's not going to be based on your ability, or your savvy, or your intellect, or your ability to do whatever it might be, because my Bible tells me, it's not by might or by power, but by my spirit. My Bible tells me, some trust in horses, some trust in their experience of being fishermen some trust in horses some trust in chariots, how fast they are, how strong they are some trust in their ability, some trust in their know-how, some trust in horses some trust in chariots, David said, but I but I, but I will trust in the Lord because I know that if God be with me, who can be against me that's who I'm going to trust in not in his ability or your ability or my ability. or I'm going to trust in God. That's who I'm going to trust. So Peter says, nevertheless. At your word, nevertheless, Lord. I know it doesn't make sense, but nevertheless. And There it is, the greatest statement Peter has ever made up to this point. The greatest statement that Peter has made up into this point in his entire life. Nevertheless, I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. I will go. I will go. Oh, my friends, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the deep. I'm going to get my feet wet. I'm going to. Some of you have been cheerleading so long that you're just cheerleaders. And you're watching others uh, scoring the goals. My goodness, get rid of your pom poms and get involved. Get involved. Stop swimming in the shallows. Go deeper. Go deeper. Go deeper. Go deeper. deeper. Today people, are so stressed out. I've never seen, so filled with anxiety, frustration. There's no fish. There's no fish. They're anxious. They're depressed. They're discouraged. I heard a couple of them over the years. Oh, I, I, I've i got to get, I've got to see a counselor. I've got to go see a counselor. I've got to go see a counselor. Nothing wrong. They need to, to see a coun. But, but, but we put all our confidence. We've got to go see a Counselor. I'm so stressed. I'm so discouraged. And so what do you do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You stretch forth. You lay out before a couch on a couch to talk to a counselor. You're stretching out on a couch to talk to a counselor. You're laying out before a couch to talk to a counselor. You're laying prostrate on a couch to talk to a counselor. Oh my friends, can I can I declare to you I know a better way? I got a greater way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. It's it's called the altar. You want to stretch yourself out, stretch yourself out before the altar. Our forefathers couldn't afford to go to a counselor. Our forefathers couldn't afford to go see a professional counselor shrink. Couldn't afford it. They went to church and they stretched out before the altar. Their altar was their counselor. Their altar was their healer. As they stretched out before God, as they cried out before God. I got to close. Before I do, I got a few nuggets to share with you. Now listen carefully. I said to you, the nets didn't break. And that's true. The Greek says that the nets were about to break. The nets were about to break. They began to break. They didn't break yet. That's very significant. That's significant because I, I've got a word for somebody. They began to break. They didn't break. They were on the verge, but they didn't break. They were, they were being there was an elasticity in those nets. I believe there's someone here who's at a breaking point, and you're saying, "I can't take any anymore." but friends the truth is and this is a word for logos and it's a word for somebody you are blessed now more than you've ever been you see things that seem to be falling apart stay with me things that might seem to be breaking things that might seem to be falling apart are actually falling into place things that might seem to be falling apart because there's no fish are actually falling into place because we have the ambidextrous God with his left hand working subterranean he's doing something God is saying I'm not finished with you yet God's not through blessing you. Not through blessing Logos. He's not through healing you. He's not through raising you. He's not through moving. His hand is upon you. There's a mandate on this church that has not changed. It's not based on personality. It's a mandate on this church that's not based on, on strategy. Or ability. Now watch this. The Bible says the nets were about the break which means, are you ready? And this is the key word. This is the key word. That The nets were being stretched. There's something about the stretching. Oh, it's all the stretching, the stretching. Something, you see, these nets needed to be stretched. Why? So that there would be more room for the fish that was about to come that Peter did not see. My doctor told me, Dino, make sure you do your stretches. You know, my, my leg, uh, after especially the operation, was so stiff I couldn't sleep at night. It was just stiffening up. It was so painful and I would wake up many times and then I'd have to kind of stretch my leg and do all these stretches and and she would tell me there's healing in the stretching that's what she told me and man I stretched (laughs) I was stretching all day walking and stretching walking and so much so that my doctor said that I'm not going to allow you to go through this, ph- uh, this physio. It's too, it's too elementary for you. I'm going to get you to advanced physio after April 25th. So I am not even, I'm going to be an advanced physio and I haven't even started yet. <laughs> Stretching. Stretching. And I believe God is saying, Logos, make room for the fish. There's that word, make room, make room. God is about to do something that requires you to stretch. I, I, I got to close. And I'm going to close with one of the greatest stories in the Bible. One of the greatest. M- Mark chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. Now watch this now. So powerful. So powerful, so powerful, so powerful, so powerful. And Jesus entered again into the synagogue. And there was a man with a withered hand. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. These are the Pharisees. The Pharisees are always observing so they can criticize somebody. And he saith unto the man, which had the withered hand, stand forth, this is Jesus speaking, And he said unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day or to do evil? To save life or to kill? But they held their peace. Now watch this. And when he had looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, this is Jesus now. He was angry with these Pharisees who had no faith. Never went to the deep. And he saith unto man, Stretch. What? Stretch. Stretch. Forth. Thine hand. Go to the deep. Launch your nets deeper. Stretch. Forth thy hand. And, now wait a minute. He stretched it out and his hand was healed. Restored. Hey, what? Nevertheless, Lord, at thy word, nevertheless, Peter says, I'm gonna go back fishing. Th- now, folks, what you may not understand about this story, this man had a withered hand. I know what a withered hand. I had somebody in my congregation years ago who had a withered hand. I played basketball with him. He'd only played with one hand. He could not move. There was no muscle. If the muscle was it was a dead, it was nothing alive. He could not move his hand at all. At all. No muscle. And so when this man, when Jesus said, stretch your hand, he could have been saying, but I've got no muscle. I've got no hand to stretch. But he obeyed there's going to be a time in your life my brothers and sisters when God is calling you to stretch and you don't even have a muscle to stretch there's going to be a time where God's going to call you to go fishing and you know there's no fish there's going to be a time where God's going to want you to do something and you have no clue how to do it but if you obey if you stretch you stretch, oh friend, I believe there's a harvest coming, don't stop now, look, look if you're going to stop, then stop washing your nets and go deeper, and I can hear a mighty rushing wind, I can his glory, his glory, oh my friends don't stop praying, don't stop fishing don't stop believing, No, 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 no start stretching stretch and go deeper stretch and go deeper stretch and go deeper stretch and go deeper it's always in the deep it's always in the stretch will you stand with me please will you stand with me I'm going to pray with you and then I'm going to ask you to sit down for a moment I'm going to ask the praise team to come forward we're just going to sing a chorus I'm going to worship a bit and I'm going to pray How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, always how great, how great is our God. How great, how great My God is, is our God. He's the name of all. It's the name above all deeper. The verse says, I have made you too small in my eyes. I wasn't willing to go deeper. I've made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. I, I've been using my logic, my reason. I've been using, my, I've been using circumstances. There's no fish. I, I've been using things that make sense in the natural realm. I've, been, I've made you too small. Forgive me. But now, nevertheless, Peter said, at thy word. But now that I've obeyed and gone deeper, I've I've seen, I've seen. Now I've seen, I've seen, I've seen your glory. I've seen your glory. I have made you. I have made you too small. It I sang this, we together, purposely. I'd like everybody please to be seated for a moment. Now if you were with us on Wednesday at our AGM, I shared an announcement with the congregation. And uh, that I know that uh, most of you were not there. And uh, I know there's people on Facebook and YouTube that uh, are part of this congregation that... uh, uh, obviously need need to hear this as well. So, uh, brothers and sisters, um, I'll be 65 in a couple of uh, weeks. Uh, Not that that matters, but I have been planning retirement for a little while. Uh, I've been in ministry for 40 years, on and off for 40 years, mostly on. When I say 40, I mean the first few years were part-time, but nonetheless ministry. And I've... I've, uh, it's been a, it's been a, a tremendous tremendous experience but there are seasons for everything and I believe my season has come uh, where I need to retire from senior pastor I'm not resigning ministry I'm retiring from the senior position at Logos As a senior pastor, Lord willing, on June 11th will be my farewell message here in the church. As a senior pastor, I don't plan to retire from ministry or resign from ministry. I plan on um, traveling, Lord willing, uh, like I did when I first started ministry as an evangelist. Go from place to place, even country to country, should it be as well as I started I believe that the Lord wants me to end how I started and um, that means of course I can no longer uh, be here as your senior pastor however I do want to be part of this church I, in some capacity I love Logos I, I believe in the vision I believe that God has something special for this church and um, would like to, on occasion, come back to minister and be part of whatever activities we might have and fellowships, still connected in some capacity. Lord willing, I plan to take the summer off just to meet my wife and family and, and then, Lord willing, you know, come back to visit in September and minister on occasion. But I have a vision that the last two years or so since COVID, I wanted to, uh, I knew that I was going to be retiring very soon. And some of you know that, or are aware, that um, I've had Pastor Melody, Pastor Julia, preach preacher on a regular basis for the last two years at least. Would you say two years or thereabouts? Close to two years. Um, uh, where, you know, that wasn't the case before. And uh, why I was doing that is I wanted Logos to be exposed to their ministry, their preaching ministry and their public ministry. Because being a senior pastor, preaching publicly is so, it's the key. Feeding the people is the key. And I wanted to expose and give them opportunities for you to hear them and ultimately embrace them. That they would one day replace me this was my vision and so everything's in God's hands of course I went to the district and I explained to them and they said well that's fine but we might have to bring uh, another pastor to replace you outside of Logos and that's the prerogative of the district but it's also a prerogative of any church to be able to share what they would like to happen because the board has that authority. At the end of the day, it's the church that votes. All I know is that if I'm going to be able to come back and see you, there's no way uh, that could happen if somebody else comes in. Obviously, for reasons that are very clear, you don't want in a new pastor and the old pastor still there it doesn't go well uh, now I am not and God knows my heart saying this in any way to twist or to manipulate that's not my I, I, I don't operate that way but I do want to explain my vision I'm just expressing my heart that's all eventually you will be voting on who will be your next pastor And I just want you to be aware of my vision and what we've seen happen here. And that's it. God might direct you to do whatever, whatever God's will is, nevertheless, at thy word. Whatever he wants. And I mean that sincerely. But I share this word because I want you to know. And that everything is always about God. It's never about a man. It's never about a denomination. It's never about a person, ever. Some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. God's going to give the increase, and he has already. What I've already seen, I'm seeing the beginning of something great, my friends. And it's got nothing to do with a man. And so, brothers and sisters, I pray that you accept my, uh, my word, my retirement from Logos as pastor, senior pastor, I will continue to pray and believe what I preach today were not just words. I mean it with all my heart. But you must go deeper. Because if you don't go deeper, we'll be dealing with minnows for the rest of our lives because for some of you it might be hard but remember nevertheless at thy word Jesus and that's where the miracle came had nothing to do with Peter everything about God it's always about Him I've had great joy being here it's been tough the last two years I'm not going to be disingenuous with you it was very difficult very but God had His way and now we're going to go deeper together in a different way it's a different season And now his glory is going to be seen. His power will be seen. And so brothers and sisters, we're all together. We'll always be together. You wonderful people. We have great people here who love the Lord. Mature people. Just keep your eyes on him. I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I have believed in a lie that you were unable to me. But now, oh, Lord, but now, Lord, I'm going to go further. And I'm going to see your power in the deep. I'm going to see your glory. Amen? Amen? Let's all stand together. Father, I thank you for Logos. I thank you for the Peters that are in this church and the, the Abigails and the Hannahs that are in this church who stepped out and stretched when, they, when their womb was barren, no fish, but they believed. They stretched. For the Deborahs that are willing to go into battle the only woman that stretched to defeat the enemy I thank you Lord for this board who are stretching this very moment believing trusting you for staff I thank you for this great staff that you've given here at Logos. You've brought us so far so deep. We love you, Lord. We embrace you. We thank you for the people of this church. Continue to strengthen us and draw us close to you, Lord. Draw us close to you each and every day, Lord that we will see your glory in this great harvest in due season lives being touched people being healed we commit the mandate you've placed on this church into your hands Lord and we as a church say yes Lord we're going to cast our nets a little deeper we say yes Lord we're going to go a little further we're going to go a little deeper that you would be glorified, Father. Thank you. We worship you and we give you the praise and everybody in this house said blessings to all of you and we will see you again. I'm still here for a few more weeks, folks. You haven't got rid of me yet. We still have some fishing to do. Amen? Amen. Love you and we'll see you again very soon.